One of the things I've been asked for on the podcast is a good overview of non-personal awareness and MPA. So diving back into the archives, I found this conversation with my good friend, Manda Webster, from way back in 2015. Now, I liked it because she asked some great questions to tease out some of the underlying MPA principles, including some great inquiry into how we look at habits from a non-personal perspective. We also discussed Don Miguel Reese's, have I said that right? I hope so. Second agreement from his Four Agreements book. The work of Byron Katie, how that inspired me, and the best advice I've ever been given. Now, this is episode number 136, which means you can find the show notes at www.beabrillianthuman.com slash 136. So without further ado, let's join the conversation. Welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast with me, Joel Young. If you're looking to improve your life, to heal, to grow, and mature as an individual, but maybe you found that some of the personal development and consciousness stuff has given you the impression that you need to be super serious and vigilant to get anywhere meaningful, or feeling like maybe you're just not up to snuff, well, this show is here to remind you of your humanity, and in fact that that's where your true joy and brilliance lies. With over 25 years of experience in the transformation biz and having developed MPA, one of the world's simplest pressure-free approaches to growth and well-being, if I do say so myself, I'll be sharing tips, steps, and insights that'll help you navigate all the aspects of life as a growth-seeking being. On this show, it comes to you with a good dose of humor, maybe a smattering of colorful language, a reminder not to take things so personally, and most importantly, to be kind to yourself along the way. Make sure you hit that follow button, and let's get into it. Uh, Okay, so I wanted to um, get into a bit of the the nitty-gritty about... Um, non-personal awareness so I think we should talk about that Um, yay so (laughs) one of my all-time favorite books um, I've read it a few times I've I've got um, you know I've got it the key ideas written out on on my bathroom mirror it's something it's a philosophy that I know millions of people live by um, and that's the four agreements Um, Don Miguel Rios, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the four agreements, uh, if if you haven't read the book, uh, which I'm assuming you have, Joel. I haven't read the book. Oh, you haven't read the book? Okay. I had not heard of it until I was doing MPA, which stands for Non-Personal Awareness, and there's a simple way to stop taking things personally. And someone just sent me the the thing of the four agreements. I think it's number two or something. And... um, I I've never read it, so I'm, I was going to say to you, like on on this, is that you you tell me what he says, and I will give you a, a perspective on it. I think I know because I've seen so many quotes and things from it, the difference or or what the distinction is between where I'm coming from and where he's coming from. But so what does he say? I mean, I, I mean, I totally agree with him. It's it's a brilliant idea to not take anything personally. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. So I have I have a, a quote that I'll read from the book and I think it's fantastic. That's why I pulled it for the show. Um, Even when a situation seems so personal, even if others insult you directly, it has nothing to do with you. What they say, what they do, and the opinions they give are according to the agreements that they have in their own minds. 
Taking things personally makes you easy prey for those predators, the black magicians. They can hook you easily with one little opinion and feed you whatever poison they want. And because you take it personally, you eat it up. Wow. <laughs> right? I okay. love the black magicians part. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one of the things that I think is can be confusing about the whole idea of not taking things personally is almost the focus gets put on other people. Um, you know, how their opinions or their issues and their stuff and all those kind of things. Um, and again, there's a place for that, but you're almost stepping out of yourself and into them to even entertain those ideas. From the non-personal perspective, everything is fundamentally non-personal. So it, it kind of transcends that um, that sense of they're doing something to me. It's like just says, well, fundamentally nothing is personal. But there's there's many different layers to MPA and non-personal awareness. And there's definitely a place where it's good to go, well, they're saying something, I'm taking it personally, it hurts. Um, what if I didn't take it personally? The, and I think one of the things with MPA is it actually is a really simple way to get from A to B in that scenario. So I don't know how he suggests that you don't take things personally, but most of what you find when you Google it and look at a bunch of different um, blog posts on how to not take things personally, there's a long list of things you have to do, beliefs you have to change, ways you have to be, all of these things. So if you're looking at it, you're thinking, well, that's a lot of work to stop taking something personally. Whereas with MPA, you need to notice how you're in experiencing it um, say six simple lines which include the way that you're experiencing it and then somehow the body in a very light magician kind of a way <laughs> <laughs> see and, and the mind and the heart and all parts seem to just get it um, I call it the O factor or in light of today's conversation you might say the 007 factor but it's the O factor because people mm -hmm. often literally go oh it's not personal and it's not that it's necessarily just an idea in the head that it's not personal. It's more that um, something deep inside is clicked in relation to whatever they're experiencing. And the other point, I think, with, with non-personal awareness and, and the whole thing from really, really diving into to that idea is, is that um, the, the fundamental nature of nothing being personal means that I began to understand that actually the mechanism of experience and therefore in often suffering is the whole thing of taking things personally because we can't really experience anything unless we take something personally because you have to sort of identify with it to experience it. So it's just then becomes a question, and this is really my, my thing in, in life, is you know, does it cause suffering or does it not? And there's a way that you can take things um, personally or make things personal to somebody else and then exclude yourself from the experience. Oh, that's about them, not me. And then you end up, well, they've got all the money I haven't. Oh, it's this conspiracy or whatever it is. Um, but it's like, really, it's like, well, if you want to include yourself in that vibration, you're going to have to take it personally. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's very interesting to sort of really, really look at it as a mechanism of experience. Um, and then having the backdrop that fundamentally nothing is personal, everything exists everywhere in, in the 
quantum soup of it all, if you like. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's really about discerning um, what feels like it's working for you and what doesn't, and that's always a work in progress. Okay. So it's not so much about how you um, take on criticism or um, the behavior of others and how you necessarily deal with that, but more so just understanding, uh, you know, like maybe this, this guy, this girl is on a different, whole different frequency. Yeah, that's, I think where people get to, mostly people meet it for that, for the very reason, as you know, Don Miguel has, has said, because someone's being, you know, horrible <laughs> <laughs> and they're taking it on, taking it personally in, in the classic meaning of the word. And the MPA process itself is a really good way just to end that pain right there and then. And I think as people go forward with it, they begin to understand that there's a, a deeper possibility for them if they choose it to really live in, in a world where they go from a, a very Velcro world to a very kind of uh, monorail world. The monorail uses that magnetism. There's no friction. So it, it's, it's about letting stuff pass through you without getting caught up and then dragging you along <laughs> by the hair or whatever it is. Um, but the initial sort of presenting situation often is exactly that. Somebody is taking something personally. And people who are very sensitive, highly sensitive people, um, often somewhere in their mix is is a sense of taking um, taking things personally. And and what often people might say is, well, well, if I stop taking it personally, I won't be so sensitive. But that isn't my experience. It's just about how sticky you are with the stuff that comes through, because you can feel it all and experience it all. But the taking it personally in when it's when it's in that manner can create the extra layer of suffering over the top of just the pure experience. Mm, okay. <clears throat> so do you, do you think that this is something um, better acquired as, uh, as a habit, something that you get into, that you practice on a daily basis, um, something that you have to essentially train your brain to, to start to recognize? Yeah, I think... That's where I've come to with MPA. When MPA first sort of arrived in my lap, so to speak, it sort of popped out of me, as I said. Um, It kind of, I saw it as a tool, and it's very good as a tool for solving a particular issue, like, you know, someone being horrible, (laughs) you know, or or an an illness, for example. An illness is you've taken that personally. It's my pain, you know, Um, or many of those very common complaints, relationship issues, those kind of things. So that's where people meet it, and it's good to use it a lot to begin with. But what I found, without realizing it, with myself and other people, that over time, you really get the biggest gift. So these days, I do very much encourage people to to practice it, to make it part of their lives. You know, they can make it part of their lives by, you know, dealing with every situation where they're experiencing suffering, or they can make it part of their lives in a much more, we have sort of... um, ways of using it as on a program so you pick a particular issue and you do it every day around that that's one way to do it isn't always necessary but it does bring the process and therefore the words and therefore the the magic of really training the the physiology and the mind to to get that nothing is fundamentally personal and then people do find that without even doing the process they'll just oh it's just not personal but not a conscious not having to think about it it's just oh it can come it can go and I'm free to experience myself fully within that. 
Okay. So let's talk about habits for a second. Um, because, you know, that's obviously something that many of us struggle with. Um, do you have any uh, keys or any suggestions, brain hacks for making uh, or breaking habits? Well, to me, I, I look at it through the eyes of, of the non-personal. So a habit is is an identity. It's, it's like a, a living force within you. So you can... So it's like a, I look at everything as relational. So it's, you've got a relationship with a habit. So like any, any relationship, people can understand fairly easily that you can, you know, breaking up with someone is, can, can be tough because even if you hate them, <laughs> you know, because you're used to the, you know, might even be harder. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know, or in those things you've done together and you've got experiences, you know, that this is, this is what bad habits are, are like. And so it's it's about getting clear on what you really want um, and allowing yourself to focus on that. And the MPA process can help you with that. Similarly, new relationships are the same. You know, they can be very exciting at first, but you tend to spend a lot of time on them. You know, you, <laughs> you just can't stay out of bed. You know, it's like it's the brand new relationship thing. So that's also true. If you want to if you want to really have a good relationship with a with a positive, healthy new habit, then. Uh, you know, you're going to need to probably um, court it, romanticize or be romantic with it, spend a lot of time, you know, get to know it. Um, and over time, it will become the norm and it tends to sort of sit there on autopilot until you, you know, the occasion will have issues with it. <laughs> but these are the things. So I would I would treat a habit as a relationship. That would be my hack for this. And and then think, you know, is this is this a habit I want to fall in love with? Um I'd even say, actually, I'd add that in is notice the habits that you automatically fall in love with. Because I think when you meet people, you know if you like them, you know if there's chemistry there. And so rather than thinking, I ought to have this habit, that's like saying, uh, it's like saying, oh, I ought to go out with this girl because she's A, B, C, you know. But actually, you're just not into her. It's like, really? And, and you wonder why it fails very quickly. So I'd look for the habits that, that, really, um, that really float your boat you know, because mm -hmm. it's going to be much more effortless and automatic to um, to spend the time and put the love into it, which is what sort of tends to bind you or bond you to it. So, yeah, that's that's the way I, I tend to look at everything relationally. So there we go. <laughs> I, I was thinking about this recently. I read somewhere um, the best way to, you know, sit down and spend some time going through finances and budgets and that sort of thing is to make it like a date night with yourself, <laughs> pour yourself a glass of wine and go through your finances, which um, I, I'm still working on the romance behind that. Uh, <laughs> it's, well, like, it's one of those, it's one of those things you can't, you can't fake romance, right? It's like, if you just don't really fancy accounts, then you know, no matter what you tell yourself, you're you're not gonna get hot for it. You're just not. So, I I would look at it more as you know, you've got a business meeting. You know, you I'd look at what is the what is the nature of your relationship with accounts, and and then honor that fully, um, because there's a way you can motivate yourself to go to a business meeting, and you might look at well, out of this deal, I'm going to get this, this, and this, which might be where you connect to it. So I'd always look for where do you genuinely connect to it? 
which might be what do what do I love about it? That's one way I've used done it in the past. Is what what do I love about this horrible job? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think well, I'm calling it a horrible job. That's probably not going to help. So so what is there? Well, there's a sort of certain meditative quality about doing your end of year tax returns. It's one of the classic things. So when I go into it, I'm like, okay, I've got three days meditation. I tend to leave it all to the end. <laughs> yeah. So yep. I've got three days meditation of sorting receipts and everything else. And at the end, I'll 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 get to have um, you know a nice spreadsheet and find that way to do it. So that that's my way of looking at it. Is it's three days meditative, repetitive work. I suppose you could um, you could apply this idea to going to the gym. Or, you know, working out every morning, you know, rolling out of your bed at 6.30 in the morning and, and going to the gym. Yeah, I think whatever, because that, that's the same deal. And if you look at, this is one of the things that I've really come to understand with non-personal awareness is the relational nature of reality. And when you, and I think it's one of the big shifts that we've got going on on the planet in general is, is the understanding of the importance of of the togetherness, which means it's about relationship. You know, we can't be this sort of independent, um, sort of solid thing. There's interactions which are much more fluid. Um, and you look at relational dynamics and you go, well, actually, everything that I'm experiencing, I'm in relationship with. And there, and that allows it to be more of a fluid dynamic situation rather than this kind of really set rigid idea. So we've kind of gone from a place in the world where everything is solid and separate everything is energetic and connected and therefore relational and when you really come to that which is this and this is something that the mpa has totally taught me um you can have a much more honest relationship with the life experience you have and if and if you take the metaphor to its extreme which is what we've kind of been playing with here and saying you know do i want to fall in love with this or what do i love or what is the purpose of this relationship in my life and do I need to ditch this relationship? You know, is, is this a, is this a, a a friend? You know, a friend in my world uh, that that I'm, I've only got because you know we went to school together, and therefore you just stay together. Well, actually, it's like no, you're sucking my energy or whatever it is, <laughs> whatever the reason is. It's like well, I need to end this relationship and move on and make space for different relationships, and that can mm -hmm. work with gym memberships, with um, you know doing accounts, with getting out of bed, whatever it is. Just convert the way you see it to a relationship and a lot of things will become a lot easier. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, and I'll, I'll add um, links to uh, Joel's website in the show notes, but uh, there's a really great process that you can download right from, from um, what, what's your, your handle? How do, you, how do people get in touch with you, Joel? Well, if you go to nonpersonalawareness.com, um, you can also find it. It's the same one, Joel Young MPA, which might be just as easy. Um, but the way to the way to start really is there's a free download called "Don't Take Them Personally." So it starts as we we talked about earlier. If if, if there's someone specific in your life that's um, that you're taking personally, then that will that will really be a way to experience how it can quickly sort of help you feel more empowered and free in relation to them plus it gives you the words of the process and then if you if you want to come deeper into the into the into the work then there's invitations to do that as well but it's a great place to start mm -hmm. and i i can um 
uh, vouch for this because I've, I've gone to uh, one of uh, the NPA workshops and I've done the process and I've actually, I've had conversations um, with friends and we've used the process, you know, just really casually and you know, it's, it's a really, it's instant. You, it's, it's like your system is just flushing out. Um, and I mean, there's, there's all kinds of modalities out there that you, you have this instant flush or this, uh, aha moment or, you know, just a temporary fix, but this is, this isn't so much of that. It's, it's more just, um, a realization almost. Well, one of the things that I've come to understand in coming back to the relationship is MPA is, it doesn't seem it, but it is relational. And one of the things about that, if you think about when a relationship changes, it's very hard to pretend it hasn't changed. So when you do the process, even if it's like something that seems superficial, like at a dinner party or something, you fundamentally change the relationship with it. So... And if we go back to the idea of, you know, falling in love with your habits or falling out of love, if, if, if what really wants to happen is you, you need to fall out of love and the, the process facilitates that, that, once it's happened, I mean, you can still drag on a bit, but basically inside somewhere, a switch has been flicked. And I think that's one of the powers. What you're speaking to there is how um, it, it really does the job <laughs> very, very powerfully, very quickly. Um, is again, it comes back to it works within the paradigm of you know fluid dynamics and and relational change. So, um, which I hadn't really connected those dots. So, thanks for pointing that out because that's a, that's really good. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I have uh, a couple more questions before we go. Um, one uh, most most important book or philosopher um, that led to your ideals today. Okay, so I'm not a massive reader. Uh, some of my early influencing books were like science fiction books and fantasy books because I love those. Hey, that's um, totally all right. Yeah, and uh, but I think the one the one that I would always cite that is more recent that really influenced me. There's there's two things. So I, I my I grew up in this industry, if you like, with um, Brandon Bayes and the Journey, and that really gave me emotional fluency. But then I came across Byron Katie and the work of Byron Katie, and that's really been a great um, underpinning, I think, of MPA. Um, those of those people that don't know of Byron Katie, her process—it's like four questions and a turnaround—but it's got a real simplicity to it. The main question is: Is it true? And you literally just sort of get in the face of your stuff and ask: Is it true? And if you really ask that question, it's a very powerful thing. Which again, going back to our relational thing, is like if you know, do you love him? <laughs> don't ask me that. I don't want to answer it. Why? Because the truth will set you free, right? Right. And at the time when MPA came along, I was doing a lot of of the work, uh, questioning: is it true? Um, in some pretty out there stuff. I mean, I was really questioning the fundamental nature of reality and my assumptions about it. For example, I have a feeling. I'd done lots of lots of years of work to get in touch with my feelings, like anger. And I'd say, well, my thought says this is anger. Is that true? And what I got in touch with was um, a sense of pure experience beyond the labels. And then I realized that these labels um, were attached to databases, if you like, which then informed our experiences. 
So they were assumptions, agreements, as, you know, back to Don Miguel, uh, my, my agreements about what each word meant. So then come the MPA process, I began to understand that the, the, the sort of where the blank spaces in the process, we put something in there, I call it a cookie cutter, because <laughs> it's funny, mm -hmm. and look that up. But, um, <laughs> but it's, it's like, because each of that, each expression that goes in there points to an entire body of consciousness and therefore, when you run it through the process, it's amazing how much like the whole database just gets moved and shifted and changed. Um, so I always look back at the work of Byron Katie and and uh, the the simplicity of how she looks at life as um, you know basically perfection happening now, and within that, there's work to do. And I feel that's that's been a big influence um, in terms of an inspiration, certainly in terms of how something very very simple. Um, can be the tip of an iceberg to something much greater, which is absolutely, you know, six lines. And what's that? Mm -hmm. Nothing. But underneath that, and if you spend time with it, it'll take you very, very deep. Um, it's really interesting because when I, around the time that <clears throat> I, I tried out um, Byron's work, uh, I felt uh, to be honest with myself, so to speak. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of self-inquiry and um, really, you know, self-reflection. Uh, so I would ask myself, I'd have a, this assumption, okay, uh, you know, so-and-so did this and uh, what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but in fact, it's not actually true. Um, so it, it can be, you know, I have found her work to be extremely difficult, whereas um, the NPA process was a little less um, of a dagger, <laughs> I guess you can say. I, I, you know, don't get me wrong, I love Byron Katie's work, and at this point, years later, I can go through, you know, um, her process a lot easier. Um, I, I feel like I'm a, I'm definitely more honest with myself now than I was when I first came across her work. Uh, I just think that NPA is just a little bit more gentle. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I I can understand that, and I think Katie herself would say that you know if you go to the turnaround too soon, you you really are stabbing yourself in the heart. So why would you do that? And but mm -hmm. it does it does take practice to understand the nature of inquiry. And with MPA, um, it's one of those things I've had feedback from, which I often say it's um, it's man-friendly, it's old lady-friendly, and it's child-friendly or teenage-friendly. Because mostly, um, you know, in the personal development and personal growth world, those are the resistant <laughs> types. <laughs> and they're mostly resistance because they're being asked to uh, be something that they're not or they're being confronted immediately um, like the question, is it true, is it's quite confrontational? Um, mm -hmm. Or, you know, feel, how does it make you feel? Which is a, a very common question, is, is that it's quite confrontational for somebody who's not really um, naturally predisposed to those kind of questions. Whereas all MPA asks is, just go ahead, be yourself, I'll notice what pops out, and then we'll say a few silly lines and see where it takes us. And people normally go, oh, I can do that. You know, it's a bit wacky, mm -hmm. but let's do it. And then, they, and then also I find that NPA um, 
seems to work within someone's own paradigm. So one person might experience very little and let the changes happen. It's like it doesn't take an enormous amount of, for everybody, it doesn't take an enormous amount of emoting, crying and tears to realise you've fallen out of love with somebody. You just go, oh my God, I've just fallen out of love with that person. And so it allows like people to have that experience with whatever the, 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 the crap is that's going on in their life is, oh, you know, oh, it's that the O factor, right? It's... <laughs> It's like, oh, it's changed now. Okay, then, and then once once everything has changed, once your who you are in relation to what's going on has shifted, then all of the beliefs, all of the emotions, all of the actions come into line with that. So, with what seems like very little, you can do a lot. And at the same time, if you're naturally very emotional, then of course MPA will happily play with you there. In your expression, it's going to be emotional. When you do the process, you might have you know tears and tissues and everything, and that's awesome. Um, but it really will let people be themselves right from the beginning and right through the process. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely see what you mean about, um, you know, the difference being one uh, is meets you where you're at. The other can be a bit confrontational. And I, I definitely see where you mean, um, you know, old ladies, teenage <laughs> teenagers <laughs> what was it it's teenagers men teenagers and old ladies and i say right. with, my, with <laughs> yeah. my tongue firmly in my cheek it's, i mean it's like the times I've, I've you know people will say wow i've got my, my 93 year old mum and she hates me whenever i bring all of my this that and the other process to her um but we did npa and she came back the next day and said what was that thing you did um, and then I hear it with teenagers, you know, I've got a great testimonial of, of uh, someone, her teenager came in drunk and um, was, was effing and blinding, as we say. And, uh, and somehow the mum just said, oh, OK, as long as you're being silly, say these words with me. And he was sober in 30 seconds and peed off about it. <laughs> because <laughs> she just done this drunk, this energy of drunk or something, uh, which is the way the process goes. And um, but again often in teenagers in, in more serious difficult situations um okay. can be very closed down if, if they're asked to sort of feel or to or to think or anything else but you can just say just just share with me what's going on and then are you willing to say a few simple lines with me they can do it and then they experience directly for themselves and often again same as the old lady example they'll come back and say mum you know that thing we did yesterday what can we do it again or um that something's changed or those kind of things and of course men are classically um drag alongs to uh to seminars and such like so <laughs> not all of us but uh classically as a as a majority that's true <laughs> so what you're saying is uh don't invite my boyfriend to my next to the next seminar i want to attend <laughs> Well, you can invite him, just let him say no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Without right. going, oh, you don't love me because you don't come to my seminars. And he'd be like, well, do you come fishing with me? Uh, no. Uh, I love so... fishing. I'm great <laughs> oh, well, at fishing. Well, some don't, you know, or whatever it is. My, uh, uh, yeah. The, the idea, Fair though, enough. is just that, you know, we often expect people to be, uh, to like what we like, and it isn't always the case. Mm -hmm. Um. So, and I want... <laughs> have to apologize to the listeners because I'm in true blue uh, Vancouver um, where you can hear, you know, the ships and uh, seaplanes and trains and everything. So, um, and super yeah. jets, 
super jets <laughs> and Aston super Martins jet just landing right at yeah like uh, the helipad is next door <laughs> so um okay uh one last question okay. maybe we'll see uh the most important advice that you've ever received Joel other than don't take it personally of course yes um, of course the most I think the most important piece of advice is is something that I guess I've really come into in myself much more recently and it's kind of a, a question really which is what do you want um it, it's and it, it to me it points back to to clarity so I suppose the advice was you know decide what you want and just hold to that and trust that um when you when you step fully into it then things tend to come to you that 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 manifest that the other piece of the equation of course is to have that kind of whole non-attachment thing or to not take the, the consequences personally but rather like the truth getting clear on what you want or getting that clarity has a, a tremendous power to it so we tend to the, for the most part to fudge it because you know it has consequences if you get really really clear this is this is what i want to experience then um then again you change your relationship to it <laughs> and things happen you know things things just move and so for yeah. me i think um a big part of my um i guess my path and my growth in my life is really coming back to myself to to a degree um allowing myself to be who i am and then really getting in clearing well what what do i want what do i want to experience and and that's a powerful thing it's done me a, a world of good in recent years what about um you know a mentor or somebody that um at a you know uh impressionable age maybe i uh, gave you a piece of advice that you've always kind of held with you well, I, I'm not sure there's anyone springs to mind in, in that way. It's interesting. I was a bit of a loner as a kid, and I, I, I tend to, um, yeah, there's nothing springs out. i tell you what was an influence, though, back from that time, is my grandpa was an influence. He was a vicar. Um, I didn't see him that often or very well, but I found him just somehow deeply inspirational. And the, the main thing I think that I took from him, I remember very clearly one time going for a walk, and he loved butterflies and he just told me that that's a painted lady and, and and his enthusiasm for it was very infectious and I fell in love with butterflies then, I am to this day. Um, and there's lots of wonderful metaphors, of course, about butterflies. Um, mm -hmm. But I think what I got from him was a sense of the beauty of life and that's absolutely kind of a core thing for me is, you know, even in the seemingly ugliest of situations, I can always see somehow the beauty and I would... I think go back to that that moment with the butterflies of where it was like on a piece of concrete it was like this this splash of color and beauty and his mm -hmm. enthusiasm and clear love for it definitely stayed with me that's beautiful i love i love butterflies i went yeah. to a butterfly sanctuary in ontario um last year and it was amazing i went with uh two little girls uh four and six years old and you know, just the wonder and you know the excitement over these beautiful little bugs it was it was great i love bugs i mean i, I love taking pictures of um i go on insect safari and take pictures of the big lens 
right up close and little dragonfly faces and things like that. <laughs> I, I love the world of insects. It's a bit weird. And of course, you're, you're a bit like a big kid. <laughs> like a big kid, totally, yeah. yeah. Guilty as charged and loving it. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is there anything um, you want to say to the listeners today? Anything you want to put out there? Um, one last thing. So I, th I think just I would really encourage people to go to, to the website, so nonpersonalawareness.com, and just give it a go. I'm always um, a fan of do it by experience uh, because I see things relationally. You know, you might fall in love with it. You might not. It's okay. But just go and take a look, uh, download the freebie and give it, give it a go. Um, and just to, to really understand that, that there is a really simple way to stop taking things personally. If you are someone who has an experience of whether it's at work or at home or whatever, um, you don't have to, to suffer that. You can become free. And these days where technology has moved on in both in sort of electrical technology, but also in terms of psychological technology, really quick ways are available to, to feel better. And MPA is, is one that is um, quick and effective and easy. So go give it a go. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, I'd love you to do me a solid and tell someone about it. They can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. Plus, if you visit the website, www.babrillianhuman.com, you can share the show notes to social media and make my day. Also, make sure you hit that follow button. And if you haven't yet downloaded the MPA process sheet, head on over to joelyoungmpa.com and get your free copy today. Big love and see you next time.